<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. Well, a letter was sent out this morning uh, by the American Medical Association, the American Hospital Association, the American Academy of Family Physicians, you're not hearing, you know, like Breitbart News or Common Dreams, you know, right or left. You're not hearing, um, you know, fairly, what should you, I was going to say partisan, but they're not even partisan, you know. You're not hearing organizations or news sites with a point of view other than that they are committed to healing people, right? The American Medical Association, well, you know, they're, they're, they're committed to their doctors making a good income too, but what, you know because it's kind of a union, the American Hospital Association, you know, they want their hospitals to work. The American Academy of Family Physicians, I, I really doubt they have much of an ax to grind other than, hey, we'd like families to be able to get health care. The Federation of American Hospitals, Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, it's a nonprofit. The American Health, Ins America's Health Insurance Plans, now that's a lobbying group for the, for the, for the uh, health insurance industry. So I'm not, you know, I, that's the one that maybe I could discount, but here's what they said. This, the, their letter says, repealing the individual mandate without a workable alternative will reduce enrollment, further destabilize an already fragile individual and small group health insurance market on which more than 10 million Americans reply, uh, rely, excuse me. So, you know, the Republicans... According to the American Medical Association, the American Hospital Association, the American Academy of Family Physicians, the Federation of American Hospitals, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and America's Health Insurance Plus, the Republicans have a choice. Who are you going to help? Are you going to help people who, you know, Americans who might get sick? Or are you going to help the billionaires of America who want to be able to pass along all of the money that they made to their children, even though their children didn't do anything to earn it. They just were members of the Lucky Sperm Club. See, I have no problem if Ivanka Trump is taking a paycheck from Trump Enterprises for the work that she's doing, or even for that matter, just for being a Trump. You take a paycheck, you pay taxes on the money, right? If Ivanka Trump or Don Jr. or Eric you know, if they're working for the Trump organization, they'd be paid a million bucks a year. They're paying taxes on that money. I got no problem with that. 
But when daddy croaks, all of a sudden they're going to get a whole pile of billions and billions of dollars, at least if daddy's not lying about his net worth, for which they didn't work. They just happened to be members of the Lucky Sperm Club. They were just, you know, they were, they were born children of Donald and Ivana. And that's worth billions? I mean, I, you know, I get it in the Republican world it is, but... But that's only a little tiny piece of it. Topher Spiro and Al Franken are tweeting about this. Topher Spiro, he's with the Center for American Progress, his uh, Think Progress blog. He says, based on my Twitter mentions, I can report that Republicans have now awakened a sleeping giant. This is now a health care bill. What's he talking about? Well, Al Franken tweets out, red alert, Senate GOP just added provision to their tax plan that would gut the Affordable Care Act and kicked 13 million people off their insurance. Yes, it's the same tax plan that would add $1 trillion to the deficit while giving a majority of the benefits to corporations and the rich. We need you to make your voices heard again, says Al Franken. I would add, the other slick little trick that they're pulling is they're saying, oh, those tax breaks for people, those expire in 10 years. Tax breaks for corporations, they're there forever. And of course, the billionaires who take their money out of the corporations, you know, implicitly. So you think you're getting a middle-class tax cut? Well, first of all, only about half of the middle class might get even a tiny tax cut. The other half of the middle class is going to pay more. I mean, the, the, the New York Times, two pieces in today's New York Times about this uh, Republican tax scam. The first from the editorial board of the New York Times. This, again, the editorial board of the New York Times of uh, you know, they're not just all liberals. It's, it's, you know, they represent a wide variety of opinions from left to right. But there are some things that, you know, they just have to do with truth, as Shepard Smith is finding. We'll get to that in a little bit. But they basically say, okay, you know, the Republicans passed a budget last month, or maybe it was early this month. I'm, I'm, I, th- I think it was last month, but, you know, in the last three, four weeks, two, three, four weeks. They passed a budget both through both the House, the Senate, and Trump signed it that provided for increasing the national debt by $1.5 trillion. The problem that they have, and so, you know, they've got $1.5 trillion in tax breaks that they can give to, to billionaires, you know, like Donald Trump, say you're not going to have to pay an inheritance tax. Your estate will not have to pay an inheritance tax when it hands your money to your undeserving children. Because if they were deserving, they would have been paid and they would have paid taxes on that income. You getting this? I mean, this is very simple. There's there's just simple principles here. So, number one, to pay, you know, out of that 1.5 trillion that the Republicans intend to borrow from the Chinese and the Saudis and whatnot, they're going to give a massive tax break to billionaires in the form of ending the estate tax, a massive tax break to, in particular, big tech companies. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost breathtaking, the tax break that these companies are going to get. This, this from Public Citizen, again, um, well, this was Don Owens. I, I thought maybe it was uh, Rob, but uh, this press release just came out. The tax holiday Proposal supported by President Donald Trump and congressional Republicans would give eight top technology corporations a 
billion dollar tax break. Now, keep in mind, these are among the most profitable companies on in the history of human civilization. They are sitting collectively on hundreds of billions of dollars in cash. They are not cash strapped. They are not in need of more money to expand or hire new people. All of that is total BS. The richest company in history, says Robert Weissman, the president of Public Citizen, the richest country in history is hardly in need of a $50 billion tax benefit. And that's the amount of money that will go to Apple, $47.1 billion. The eight tech giants collectively hold more than $502 billion offshore, most of which is booked in their 94 tax haven subsidiaries around the globe. Just Apple is sitting on $252 billion overseas. So in exchange for giving Apple and Trump and his billionaire buddies this huge tax break, here's what the editorial board of the New York Times says. This is the Republicans have to find $200 billion to pay for this. So number one, do away with the individual mandate on Obamacare. That'll get you a couple hundred billion. That, well, we're not sure exactly how much money it'll get you. But, but a lot of people will say, well, you know, I'm young and healthy. I don't need health insurance. And they'll drop off. And so they're no longer paying into the program. So then the insurance system really starts to crash. Number two, planning on adopting a child. Republicans are doing away with a $13,000 uh, child adoption tax credit. This is going to give them $3.8 billion that they're stealing from adoptive families that they can give to billionaires. Have or develop a chronic illness. Nearly 9 million taxpayers last year deducted $84 billion from their taxes in 2015, excuse me, $182 billion over 10 years. So if you're sick or anybody in your family is sick, you can no longer deduct your health care expenses. You need to take care of dependents, dependent care families. You can currently deduct up to $5,000 if you're caring in your house for aging mom or disabled child. Forget that. The Republicans don't want you to be able to deduct that. And this is going to raise $6.5 billion that they can give to Ivanka Trump and, and uh, you know, the Koch brothers' children. We'll be back with more of this outrage. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Just a moment. It's, it's incredible what the Republicans are willing to trade away to be able to give the donor class to the Republican Party anything they want. And welcome back. Al in Cleveland, Ohio, watching Free Speech TV. Hey, Al, what's on your mind today? Tom, I heard a most distressing thing on Rachel Maddow's show last night that our uh, grand uh, uh, Rex Tillerson has signed a no-bid contract with a Russian company to provide security for all of the U.S. embassies located within Russia. Um, I don't think it's uh, a falsehood. I think he actually did this. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's no doubt that he actually did this. The question that I didn't, I, I watched the report last night. And, okay, and the, the, the two questions that popped into my mind, and these aren't to challenge, you know, Rachel's reporting or the impact of it or anything like that, because mm-hmm. um, on its face, if everything that she said is true, and these two questions are both asked, answered in the negative, then it's not only an outrage, it's a scandal. Um, but the two oh, questions I, are, number one, do we require the Russians to use an American security firm for the U.S. embassy here in the United, or for the Russian embassy here in Washington, or there in Washington, D.C.? I don't know yeah. if that's the case. It may be that it's standard practice for countries to say, you know, you can have security at your embassy, but you have to hire one of our companies to do it because you're on our soil. Although the te- embassy sure. is technically Russian soil. So, number Correct. one, are they simply doing what we do? I have no idea. 
And I'm guessing that the answer is probably no. But if the answer is yes, that completely changes the context. And then the other question is, does Russia have a policy like that? Do they require every country that has an embassy in Russia to hire a Russian security firm? And if so, does that mean security for just like the outside of the building? Or does that Mm -hmm. mean security inside the building as well? And I didn't hear the answer to any of those questions last night. I would love to hear the answers to them. And and that's not to say I doubt this reporting at all. I think it is outrageous. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, sometimes context is very, very important. I agree. I, I, I will love to hear the end of this. Yeah, me too. So I'm looking forward to that. I, you know, it's just, you know, we'll see where it goes. I, th- I thought that her whole okay. recap of the Cold War and all that, you know, <laughs> it was interesting and useful, particularly for people who weren't, a, weren't alive back in the 70s, yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, that was the Soviet Union. On the third hand, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, Putin was a KGB guy in the Soviet Union. I mean, or in East, East Germany, but the same thing. So, I mean, you know, it's, we just need to wait and see. Not necessarily okay, wait great. and see. I'm not trying to do a, a, you know, a thought and prayers thing here. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, you know, it sounds pretty outrageous and let's get all the, all the, the, the whole story. But, I, you know, generally uh, when MSNBC, you know, broadly and Rachel specifically, generally speaking, when they report on a story, whether it's a story or any other story, they do a pretty, pretty good job of fact checking and researching and detail collecting and uh, just you know, would have appreciated that context. But I, but I, you know, I'm guessing it's just, it's outrageous. And then the question becomes, you know, why did Tillerson do that? And to the best of my knowledge, again, I never heard an answer to that question last night. And those, what I just provided were three possible answers why he did it. Um, but it maybe he just did it because he hates the United States and he wants Russia to have uh, unlimited access to our, to our secure cables and things. I mean, that's, that's how it was implied. And I'm skeptical of that. I don't think that the Secretary of State hates the United States and wants to turn our security over to another country, but God only knows. And, uh, you know, with this administration, absolutely anything is possible. And, and, and you know, uh, Rex Tillerson, uh, certainly when he was running ExxonMobil, had no problem not only lying to the American people for, you know, decades about the impact of burning fossil fuels, but pay you know, foundations and, and, and spokespeople to lie about the consequences of fossil fuels. So he may well be willing to lie about, you know, security at the U.S. Embassy. Who knows? Al, thanks for the call. We'll be right back. When was the last time you looked forward to sitting at your desk all day? Since getting my new X chair, not only am I enjoying the time spent in my desk much more than ever, but I can't believe how much more productive I'm being. My X chair is unbelievably stylish, and thanks to all the ways that you can personalize it, it literally molds itself to my body. Trust me, this is not your grandfather's office chair. And because I don't need to keep having to take breaks or to stretch my back, I'm getting more done in a day than ever before. If you spend a lot of time in your office chair every day, then you need to try the X chair. In fact, here's a terrific deal just for my listeners. The makers of X chair want you to feel the X chair difference for yourself. So if you go to xchairtom.com, that's the letter X, chair, T-H-O-M.com, not only will they knock $100 off the price, but they'll even throw in a free footrest if you use the promo code TOM. Just go to xchairtom.com now. I love my X chair, and you will too. So check out xchairtom, that's xchairtom.com. Check out xchairtom.com, and be sure to use T-H-O-M as the promo code for your $100 discount. The Republican tax scam to continue through the list that the New York Times laid out in today's editorial by the editorial board. This this is not, you know, one of the predictable lefties in the New York Times, although I've got Paul Krugman up next and I'll share his thoughts on this with you, too. 
So if you have or develop a chronic illness, right? You got uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you've got lupus, you've got, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't need to go through a list of chronic illnesses. You know what a chronic illness is, diabetes, whatever. Um, as of right now, your medical expenses, if they exceed 10% of your income, you can deduct everything above that 10%. So if you're making $60,000 a year, your household is, then you can deduct 6,000, you know, your, your first $6,000 of medical expenses you have to pay for. But if caring for yourself or your spouse or your kids costs more than $6,000 a year for somebody making 60 grand, then it's all deductible until this bill passes. And then it's not deductible. You get to pay taxes on the money that you're then using to pay to take care of yourself or your children or your spouse or your parents. If you have dependents that you take care of, children or, or elderly adults, Right now, you can deduct up to $5,000 a year from your taxes for the cost of taking care of people in your home. This is $6.5 billion a year, which is, you know, it's a pimple on the butt of the giant federal budget, right? It's nothing. $6.5 billion. But the Republicans want to take that $6.5 billion away from you if you're caring for sick people in your home so that they can give that $6.5 billion to the Koch brothers, the Adelsons, the, you know, and on and on, right? The, 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 the right-wing billionaire class who are demanding their tax cuts in exchange for funding the Republican Party all these years. What if you want to move to get a better job? You know, I just did this last month. I'm not sure if I qualify for this or not. I got to talk to my to my accountant, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't think I do because I didn't change jobs. But in any case, you know, our business moving expenses are deductible, but I don't think my personal ones are. But but if you're moving to change jobs, you can actually deduct those expenses, the moving expenses, and people do. It amounts to ten billion dollars a year in tax breaks for average working people who move around the country to get a better job. And by the way, this is what Republicans are constantly telling you to do, right? Hey, if you live in a high-tax state like California, come to Texas. We got great jobs here. $7.25 an hour, but great jobs here. Well, now, Republicans, if you want, them, if you want, to, want, you, want you to have to pay for those moving expenses if you move to Texas, you want to keep up with inflation? Forget that. They're going to do a chain CPI so that the, as your income increases with inflation, even though your actual purchasing power is not increasing, so your real income is not increasing and hasn't since Ronald Reagan became president. In fact, from, for, the, for the majority of Americans, it's, or at least half of Americans, it's gone down since Reagan became president. Yes, household income has gone up. Individual income has, been, has remained flat at around $28,000, $29,000 a year, something like that. You want to keep up with inflation, though, what happens is as, you know, you, you, you get, say, a 2% raise every year or something like that, even a 1% raise, say inflation is 3%, but still you're going to slide into higher and higher tax brackets every year because of this. Uh, I explained this yesterday because of the way that they want to index this. That will cost you and me $128 billion a year. Not rich people. They're already in the top bracket. It's all the rest of us who will, do, who will experience bracket creep, who will be moving into higher brackets. Want help buying a home? Republicans want to end a program that lets state and local governments issue private activity bonds to finance housing and that lets homeowners claim a tax credit on certain mortgages. This will cost all of us $38 billion. $38 billion that we won't be able to deduct 
and therefore $38 billion that the Republicans in the House and Senate and Donald Trump can give to Donald Trump and David Koch and Shelley Adelson and Robert Mercer and all the other right-wing billionaires. Need help paying for college? Reading from the New York Times op-ed today, the bill repeals, or editorial rather, the bill repeals numerous educational deductions and credits. This is what the Republicans call closing loopholes. Basically, screw the middle class. They're not closing, to the best of my knowledge, any loopholes for businesses. In fact, they're opening up loopholes for businesses. You can more rapidly accelerate deduction, uh, depreciation, for example. So, uh, you know, for example, one of my kids uh, worked his way through graduate school as a, as a teaching assistant and a, uh, a research assistant, uh, as a, you know, as a graduate student teaching undergrads. And, you know, got tuition in exchange for that. That's tax-free right now. Under the Republican bill, if your kid is working his way through, or if you're working your way through college, plan on having, even though there's no money involved, plan on having the value of that tuition that you're being given in exchange for working at the college to be considered taxable. You get a 1099, you have to pay taxes on it. That's $65 billion a year that the Republicans want to take away from people like my, my son. And, and, I mean, this is 10 years ago, but you know, for the, the generation now that wants to do it, what my kids did, or to, at least two of my kids did, um, so that they can give that $65 billion to David Koch, to Charles Koch, to Robert Mercer, to Shelley Adelson, to, you know, pick your right-wing billionaires. They want that money. Want to buy an electric car? Forget it. No more $7,500 tax credit. You're listening to the Tom Hartman program. Call 202-808-9925. And they're going to take $21 billion from families who are raising American citizen children, but they themselves are not U.S. citizens. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. Chris in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind today? Uh, So, Tom, I just wanted to mention to you uh, well, I got, I kind of got to thinking about the tax plan. Mm-hmm. So let me just kind of get, I just want to, I'm, I'm, I've written a paper and I'm going to be presenting on this, but the, but the current tax plan that they're, that they're pushing, it's going to take away the deduction that teachers are able to use. When they buy school supplies for their, for their kids, you mean? Right, right. Mm-hmm. However, which they shouldn't have to do know, in the first place, but still, yeah, I get it. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's unreal. In, in, the, in the research that I've kind of done, I wanted to reference uh, a documentary called Koch Brothers Exposed. Um, well, it was Robert Greenwald's, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So that's over at bravenewfilms.org. And, I, and, I, and I've, 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 I'm sorry, I've, I've used your book, Screwed, as well. It's, it, you know, it's a great book. And I, uh, I, I'm going to probably put on my Christmas list the book that you were talking about a little, just a bit ago. I, I didn't catch the name. I, I, I'm not sure which book report was playing during the break, so I'm, I, I'm sorry I can't. Uh, Nate, oh, okay. do, you, okay. do you know? Okay. What but but Tom, though, I, I wanted to just kind of bring you, you know, good news. Uh, I, I have followed your lead, and, and I, I've become a precinct chair. And Good on uh, you, Chris. And you wanted me to – yeah, thank, no, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I wanted to just uh, update you guys on the fact that uh, Tim Keller uh, has become Albuquerque's mayor. He, he ran a, a campaign – uh, on you know it was a, it was a, grass, a grassroots movement. Um, he, he ran under um, uh, a public financing, and and so that's good news. I just wanted to just uh, uh, 
That's that great. You. That's great. Chris, thank you. And and uh, so we've got a good progressive Democrat and as Albuquerque's mayor. Is that the bottom line here? And and that's and, the bottom and, line. And you are the absolutely. And, and you are the precinct committee committee chair. Good on you. That is great. Yes. yes. Chris, Chris, I welcome you to Albuquerque, Tom, if you ever want to come come this way. Well, thank you, Chris. Hopefully one of these days I can. We have a we have an affiliate station there. And and now that I'm no longer doing a TV show in the evening, I can travel a lot more easily. So Louise and I are starting to look at next year's calendar and and, uh, you know, think about where can we go? What can we do? A lot going on. Chris, thank you for the call. It's very kind of you. Marty and and good of you to, to be actually involving yourselves. Marty in Evergreen Park, Illinois. Hey, Marty, what's on your mind? Hey, Tom. I, well, you already touched upon it, but yeah, I woke up to uh, Morning Joe with them talking about those ridiculous robocalls that they were sending out to Alabama voters. And uh, I just wanted to touch on that and just say just how racist and appalling um, that is, you know, to claim to be a fake reporter. Uh, I think they said the name was Bernie Bernstein. And right. Then, Lenny uh, Bernstein. Yeah, but still the same thing, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, but still it's... Um, you know, I, I just thought it was pretty appalling um, to do that. It's almost, it's almost Russia-esque um, the uh, uh, level of misinformation that they're trying to throw out there and discrediting our legitimate news sources. And um, I just thought that that was a really low, um, low thing to 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 try to emulate out there. I just, I just thought it was pretty, uh, pretty appalling. Yep, agreed. Marty, thank you. Matt in Lawrence, Kansas. Hey, Matt, what's on your mind? Hi, Tom. It's a real honor to talk to you. Thank you. What's up? Um, I just wanted to talk about the tax plan and how I really think we need to kind of mobilize to be ready to march Washington for it because I think I think this is the fight of our generation because it's going to – if they get this tax plan passed, they're going to have a much easier time in the midterms, and we'll probably be looking at four more years of Trump yep. and then, of course, 40 more years of of basically Reaganomics that I'm kind of afraid will basically um, destroy American democracy. Yeah, it's already it's already taken a big bite out of our butt. I mean, it's just the 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 vibrancy and health of the American democratic system, small d democratic system, the American Republic, if you will, has has been so badly damaged by both Reaganomics and a series of Supreme Court decisions that have uh, handed uh, under the rubric of free speech have handed to billionaires the ability to go and, and big corporations, in fact, big corporations in, in foreign countries, for that matter, to control our political discourse. It's, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, and so I think it'll get worse. And I think that people should um, maybe go to sites such as, uh, I believe it's not one more penny.org, or there's, um, there was the March tax march on Washington in the springtime. And so they still have their website up called taxmarch.org, I believe, and uh, prompt them to for us to be mobilized to fight against this because, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll utterly destroy any chance of of staging any sort of resistance to anything in the future in terms of whether it be social justice or environmental concerns. It will completely undermine um, the people who care's ability to have the financial ability to. to do anything about it. Right. So I just, I would encourage people to, to jump in and, and be ready to support any sort of march on Washington and we can get out there and make them understand that this matters to us and we won't stand for it. Yeah, I'm with you. And it also will, will lock in an oligarchy of an insanely wealthy people. Uh, it's just wrong. Matt, thanks for the oh. call. Great to hear from you. Uh, Congressman Keith Ellison is on the line with us. 
Congressman. Hey, Good to hear. How you doing, buddy? Great. Welcome back to the program. Uh, so uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C.? What's the state of the party today? And what's the deal with the tax plan? We've got about well, five well, minutes me, here. Well, let me tell you, we, we had a rally right at the Capitol today where we uh, are urging everybody to reach out and contact everybody they know so that we can put maximum pressure to defeat the tax bill, kill the bill. It is truly a, a scam of a bill. It is a, is, a, is a redistribution from working people to the very rich. And uh, so, no, the real thing is to get it out, get the word out, talk to folk, and tell them they're about to rip you off. And then after they've given the taxes, ta- uh, our taxes away to the re- richest, you know, they're going to say, well, we don't have any money for, uh, to help you go to college or get a house or anything. You know, right. we're, we're out. We can't help you solve uh, um, you know, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or anything. And so that's kind of the state of affairs. We are, we are in mobilization uh, phase, and uh, they're going to be arguing about this tax bill um, this evening, uh, and there's going to be four hours of debate, and we're probably going to vote on it tomorrow. This is in the House now, of Representatives. Uh, in the House of Representatives, that's okay. right. So, look, um, some folks say, well, they wouldn't put it up for a vote unless they had the votes. That's probably uh, right. But I wouldn't say that it's certainly right. I think that if we put maximum pressure and folks are, you know, say, look, cutting the deduction for medical expenses is going to hurt my family. Uh, cutting state and local exemptions is going to hurt my city, my state, my, my, and my own family. And it, that, I think, is what we've got to do. we just got to put the pedal to the metal, organize, and raise our voices and let these folks know that uh, we are watching them very closely. Amen. We're talking with Congressman Keith Ellison, who is also the coach, uh, the, excuse me, the deputy director of the DNC. His website, ellison.house.gov and democrats.org. And you can tweet him at Keith Ellison. Um, Congressman, right. uh, what, what can individual people do? Is it a matter of call your member of the House of Representatives? Is there a website that people can go to? Is the, are there events? I mean, what, how, how, what's the optimal way to to leverage our outrage over this? Well, what I, I would do a number of things. First thing I would do is call my member of Congress. That's the first thing. Second thing I would do is if I live in a district where um, that, that, that they, I know that my member of Congress is already going to vote, no, I start reaching out to people whose congressperson is going to vote for this piece of crap and get them to call. Mm-hmm. So you, everybody knows somebody uh, who has a congressperson who's going to vote for this reach out and let them know that their citizen activism is necessary right now. Then you can go to the Democratic Party website uh, and, and listen in. We are uh, sending people, uh, you know, get, we got information available. You can call the House Democratic Part Caucus website, and we are uh, sending information out to learn more about it. But we've got to get the word out. We've got to reach more people. Unfortunately, the way the news cycle goes nowadays, there's some folks who just don't know what's going on. So it's right. all of our responsibility to share that information. So I'm asking everybody to call your show, just listen to your show, to tweet, Facebook, email, Periscope, whatever you got. Get the word out that they're about to do a major tax scam on the American people. The Senate bill is trying to get rid of the individual mandate, which will put 13 million people out of health care and uh, blow a hole in the Affordable Care Act. And so this is really as important as the Affordable Care Act fight. The problem is it's not as direct. It's not as directly emotional as somebody stealing your health care. Well, with the so, Senate bill, they are. I mean, in the Senate bill, it's become yeah, a health care bill. There. 
It, it has. It absolutely has. So, so, but the thing is, if if you if you gotta you gotta be an active citizen now. Yeah. The moment now is not to say, well, how come somebody isn't, you know, doing something? No, the point is, what are you doing, <laughs> right? right? We need you to make a tweet, make a call, make a phone call. That We need to engage citizen activism yeah. and leverage all even, of our voices together. We need a chorus, not a soloist. Yeah, and even if that phone call is to your neighbor or friend or relative right. who might be willing to become politically active and call their member of Congress, or if you're, you're, posting, you're posting it to Facebook, you're tweeting it, whatever, don't underestimate your ability to have impact. Right. At, you know, particularly if you reach out to other people. It's, 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 uh, it's, well, they're screwing up, Tom. I mean, one is, so like the state and local, let's say you live in a community that does raise taxes on itself to deliver services for people. You're not going to be able to exist, uh, uh, deduct that anymore. So yeah. what does that mean? That's there's crazy. Gonna be a lot more, there's going to be a lot more pressure to not raise the revenue you need in your state and local community. Yep. Congressman, we're hitting a hard break here. I'm sorry, but uh, I'll let you go on and take that call. Congressman Keith Ellison, thanks so much, sir. Good talking with you. You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit TomHartman.com for audio and video archives. We'll be back. We're going to check in with Talk Media News, and and we'll be continuing to take your calls. And uh, Julio Rivera is going to be with us at the top of the hour from Puerto Rico. This is going to get interesting. Welcome back, David, in Goreville, Illinois. Hey, David, what's on your mind today? Hi, Tom. How are you today? I'm great. I hope you're well, David. Thanks for watching great. Free Speech. Yes, I am. Um, I, I wanted to say that I'm, I'm 63 years old, and I'm a big fan of the late, great folk singer Phil Oaks. Oh, me too. And I mean, I'm not 63, was, but I'm a big fan. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you ever heard the song by him, it's entitled On Her Hand, A Golden Ring. And it's about mm. the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church, where those four black girls were murdered. And oh, um, I don't remember that song. It's, it's, a, great, it's a, heart, a great heart-wrenching song. And um, I, I believe the story behind it is that when they found the bodies of those four girls, they found a severed hand of one of those girls, and on it was a golden ring. And Phil Oaks wrote a song about, about that incident, and it was a terrible incident, and I just want to say that I sure hope that prosecutor uh, in Alabama wins that election. Yes, Doug Jones certainly is his name. deserves it. Yeah, Doug Jones. Yes. And he yes. had the and courage the- to take on the Klan in Alabama, which to this day yes. is a damn dangerous thing to do. Yes, yes, it is. It was a terrible incident. That bombing was a terrible incident. And if you ever get a chance to hear that song, it's entitled On Her Hand, A Golden Ring. It's a great song by, by the great. great folk singer Phil Oaks. Great. Thanks, um, thanks, thanks for the head Thank up. you. God, God, God bless you and God bless Phil Oaks. There you go. Yeah, Phil's, Phil's passed on some a decade or more ago, didn't he? Yes, yes, yeah, I know, but still, yeah. God bless him anyway. There you He's go. great. There you go. I'm David. a big fan. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Andrew in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, Andrew, what's on your mind today? Well, I just uh, was watching your show and uh, there. Uh, and I was looking at uh, the book that you just read, The Locked Down, Locked Out by, uh, by Maya. Oh, that was, and, uh, by, yeah, by Maya Shenwar, the, the book about the yeah. prison industrial complex. So uh, here in Springfield, there are a lot of felons that don't know that after they've done their uh, probation that they can vote. But of course, the probation officer are the the counselors that are they 
that they have to go for their conflict, don't tell them that now you can go vote. You have to ask. You have to... Uh, That's wrong. To, yeah, it is. But uh, anyway, my, my, my theme or my, my title is A Friend of Felons because I have one living next door to me, mm-hmm. and I have other felon friends that I try to give them work uh, every once in a while to put some money in their pocket and, and buy them groceries and stuff. Wow. Anyway, the, You're the second thing, person I know who does that, Andrew. Ellen Ratner does that also. She's she's hired a bunch of felons uh, for, well, we, for her, her company. Well, the thing is that... Uh, she the, calls them Ellen's this felons. City, this city has just passed a half-cent tax... Uh, increase to to get a better jail, a bigger jail, because we're overrun by prisoners. Mm. So, and, and crime in the city. The yeah. thing they is rather than use that, that money they that they got, they uh, with this half cent tax, they're going to buy more police cars. They are going to get more uh, police officers and they're going to build a new jail okay. rather than, than get air conditioning to the, the schools on the Amazing. north side of town. Andrew, we're out of time, but thank you for sharing that. Welcome back. Let's check in with Talk Media News and find out what's going on in the world today. This report brought to you by GoatsfortheOldGoat.com and Ellen Ratner's new book, Loving What You Do. On the line with us, the author of Sideswiped, Former Congressman Bob Ney of Ohio. Congressman, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back. And I'm one of Ellen's hirees. So <laughs> one of, one of Ellen's felons? Yes. Good on, yeah, I, I, as I well know. And, and in fact, you wrote a book about that. Your, your book, Sideswiped, yes. is a brilliant. She's such a good soul. Yeah, Ellen um, really is. It's, it's so nice to talk to you. Uh, the, it's great having you here, of, Bob. We need you more oh, often. Nice. So what's up? Well, there's all kinds of issues. Well, actually, if, to... I, if I may, Bob, if I may interrupt sure. your your. Um, as a former member of Congress and as a former Republican member of Congress who's kind of awakened over the years, I'm curious your take on both the, 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 the odds of the, the Republican tax bill passing and the strategies that these guys are using, number one, and number two, what you think is going to happen in Alabama. Well, on the tax bill, they're, they're going to pass something, something. I would be shocked if, again, I keep stressing, something doesn't come out. What it looks like, I don't know what on earth it will look like. By they, are you talking the House, the Senate, or both by reconciliation? Well, the House and Senate, and then they will find a way, either reconciliation. So you think it will get that far? Interesting. To try to get it. I mean, I'm not betting my car on it, but they're going to try everything under the sun because they have had zero wins this year Mm -hmm. in in a chamber controlled by them. Right. How do you, if I was a sitting member of Republican side, how do you argue that you've had control and you can't pass anything right. of any significance, period? So I think they're going to try. I don't think they'll meet a Christmas deadline whatsoever. Hmm. I, I can't imagine they'll do that. But what they have done is they've taken the exit strategy and they've destroyed it because, once again, they're trying to do something with health care. And that's not going to fly because they lose. I mean, let me throw out Susan Collins, okay? I don't have to go any farther. They're going to lose people on these votes. Mm. And now the Democratic strategy could be fascinating. I think they could put together a series of both painful amendments for people to vote on from the Republican side and also substantive amendments that they may pick up votes on. So, you know, we'll see what that strategy will be. But what they've done is they're they're having a lot of discord at that Senate tax markup because they're throwing – 
uh, items in there. And in the 11th hour decision to throw the um, health care in there is just not going to. Well, they're desperately apply. having to do this because the CBO said you're, you're $200 billion over budget. So you've got to go steal right. $200 billion from working people right. if you're really going to give this $1.7 trillion to rich people. Yes, and they know it's a poison pill. Yeah. But they're trying to do something because they have no way to balance. Yeah, and they've, and they've got to do something for their donors. They have to do something. How, how, how important are the donors in the Republican Party, Bob, as a, as a former Republican member of Congress? Uh, you know, I, I just did a podcast with an attorney named Jim Owens out of Columbus. I did it yesterday. It's called Door to Door, Bob Nay Door to Door. And we did it on this. And Jim went into a, you know, a, quite a detail, you know, on just the power of the donors and how they have to satisfy that donor base. And that is huge. And especially at the upper levels. You take your average member, okay? They may not, Tom, have such a pool on themselves. By average member, you, you mean average member of the House of Representatives? Right, yeah. a Republican. I'll say yeah. on a Republican side. They, they come in, they're, they're out there, you know, they've got donors and everything. But the leaders, at the leaders' level, the big four and the other four or five, the chairmen's under them, which comprise, honestly, about 19 members of the Republican uh, House. Right. I'm just taking the House for a second. They will be very interactive with the big donors, the corporate, the Wall Street, you know, the the, the billionaire the class, cats, yeah. as they call them. They're going to be very interactive with them, and there's going to be a lot of pressure from those members who are kind of the elite of the house in power, in a power base. A lot of pressure on the regular members to do something, like we had pressure uh, because of pharma, which I can't stand pharma, but we had a lot of pressure. On you know on bills that would come up from the leaders mainly because that's where the, the right money when you were in Congress yeah because they were getting money from pharma and so they're saying to the members even if you're not getting a lot of money from pharma you Correct. damn well better do this because we control your fate we're your boss Correct. or we're the we're the we're, we're in the leadership yeah and if you want to and rise through the party this is what you do right on and on so th- so they're stuck and now they're throwing this the fact they can't pay for this so they I think they've got a real uh, problem on their hands because what have they delivered vis-a-vis promises by Donald Trump or promises by them to, to their base, but also to the people they tried to get, the people, you know, in Ohio, Pennsylvania, other states. Well, I think one of the biggest promises that Donald Trump made was that, you know, you'll recall during the Republican debates, he said, every man on this stage wants to cut Social Security and cut Medicare and Medicaid. I'm the only one who won't. I won't allow it. And, but the Republican budget that was passed a couple of weeks ago by both the House and the Senate and signed by Donald Trump to set this whole thing up to raise the debt ceiling uh, accommodates a $1 trillion cut in Medicaid and a half trillion dollar cut in Medicare. Unless I'm missing something. You're the news guy now. Tell me, if, is this no. right or wrong? No, it's correct. And it, and it sets it up. And, of course, they're, they're, projecting, they're projecting these budgets 10 years down the road, which really, I mean, you've got to be kidding me to right. do that. Right. That just doesn't even make sense. So you throw in this health care and you can't pay for it, so they got to pay for it, with uh, again, with the uh, health care uh, disbandment. I don't think uh, that's going to pass. Yeah. I, I just so what else is going on in the world, Bob? Well, I'm looking at uh, the Moore race, of course. Mm-hmm. And this is the, another thing that has stuck out in my mind all day. Look, uh, Mitch McConnell now wants Donald Trump to do something about Moore. And Mitch McConnell's announced they've cut off money. But the part when they say, well... If he gets elected, we're going to do something about him. That's not genuine. If he gets elected, Mitch McConnell knows very well he can't do anything about him. Well, he kicked Bob Packwood out, and it was Mitch McConnell who did it. Yeah. He, he, he won't be unless, yes, but th- there would have to be something that would be done. I'm just saying he can't just 
take more, more gets seated, and then McConnell is going to turn around and get rid of him. Uh-huh. It's just, I think it's disingenuous. You so know, you don't think the, the ethics committee would vote out a, uh, uh, at least a censure, if not a uh, removal? Well, they might do a censure or something, but yeah. you know, the, they are making statements in the Republican side about removing him right. if he gets elected. And that's not, that's not going to happen. That's interesting. No, it's not going to happen. And then, of course, they asked, this is the one that stuck out at me, Tom. I don't know about you, but what, they, what uh, Jeff Sessions, attorney general, said right. when they asked him, I thought that was fascinating. He said, I have no reason to doubt these young women. And that's what Sessions said during the testimony yeah. of the Oversight Committee of the House Judiciary. I think that's thinking, all. What I, does he know that... that <laughs> well, I think all across it. America, I think the, the zeitgeist has changed, and, 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 and it's a good thing. Bob, we're out of time. Bob Nay with Talk Media Thank News. You. Thank you, Bob. Everyone's talking about superfoods, those nutritionally dense foods that are especially beneficial to your health. Did you know that beets are one of the most important superfoods you can put in your body? They're loaded with important, an important nutrient that increases your blood flow, which increases your energy. But who wants to be, eat, eat a pile of beets every day? Not most people. But now you can get the energy benefits of beets in a powerful concentrated superfood drink, Super Beets. Only Super Beets is made from crystals grown to exacting standards, then concentrated into superfood crystals. Super Beets promotes the body's own natural ability to produce healthy circulation for increased energy and stamina all day long. So if you want the benefits of a powerful superfood, call 800-568-9889 or go to tomsbeets.com. With your first order, get another 30-day supply of Super Beets for free, plus indicator strips to see how Super Beets is working for you. And free shipping. Call 800-568-9889 or go to tomsbeats.com today. That's 800-568-9889. The website, tomsbeats.com. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. On the line with us, uh, my old nemesis, uh, Julio Rivera, the editorial director of Reactionary Times, columnist with Newsmax, right-wing news, and politichicks. And uh, reactionarytimes.com is the website. You can tweet him at O-Yeah, O-H-Y-E-A-H, it's, I-T-S, Julio, J-U-L-I-O. And, uh, and Julio, welcome back to the program. Well, I'm really happy uh, to be on. Actually, this is a familiar voice. I've actually spent about the last 10 days here in uh, Puerto Rico over by family where we haven't had much electricity. It's um, really gone overnight from pretty much a, a second world to a third world country here. So. Well, this this is my question for you, Julio. I mean, uh, you know, you and I usually are on here yelling at each other about politics, and we may end up doing that today. I have no idea. Um, but it seems to me that Donald Trump doesn't give a rat's ass about Puerto Rico because most Puerto Ricans speak Spanish and have dark skin. What are you going to do about that? Wow. Wow. That's one of the most ridiculous things in a long line of ridiculous things that you said since I've been on your program. Let me tell you something. The issues that right now that are uh, uh, afflicting Puerto Rico have to do with the corruption between PREPA, the Puerto Rican Energy Power Authority, and local politicians, okay? They've reached out to the bond market and to banks to the tune of about $9 billion, promising improvement in the power grid, uh, promising solar energy, wind energy, all of this leftist stuff that you guys love to talk about, and they've never materialized in any significant way. 
Now, yesterday, the governor of Puerto Rico went to Congress and stated that he'd like $94 billion, uh, apparently about $77 billion to cover Puerto Rico's debt, and another $17 billion to cover improvements to the power uh, situation here. Right. They had the Whitefish contract. The Whitefish contract, they promised $300 million to this company that had two employees the day before they actually approved this. Right, report. this company out of, out of, out of Ryan Zinke's hometown. And, 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 and why, you know, this is, this, this is, you know, there's two Republican connected companies, Whitefish out of Montana. And there's another company out of, uh, I think either Montana or Oklahoma that got another big contract. And, and again, everybody's going, huh? And both it's those contracts have provisions in them to make it illegal for the government to audit the contract or the performance of the company. In fact, the Whitefish is charging over $300 per lineman and they're paying them 63 bucks an hour. Um, this or, or close to it. Um, I don't, I agree with you that corruption is a terrible thing. And I agree yeah. with you that corruption has been endemic in Puerto Rico, um, as yeah. it is in most poor places. Uh, you know, I, I would say that you've, you've got in most democratically ran cities in America. Yes. Well, if, if you want to say that, I would say that the Republican cities are, you know, run cities have corruption, too. It's just a very different kind no, of they, corruption, they, they, generally they really speaking. They're, they're it's generally not corruption that works. And they generally spend less, uh, way less money than democratically run cities like Detroit, New York City. Come on, the list goes on and on, Tom. You know this. No, I don't. I, 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 I'm I, acknowledging that corruption is a problem, Julio. So what, but, but my, back to the original point here. Okay. Houston, Dallas is getting piles of federal money. Florida, getting piles of federal money. No As questions asked. I mean, states of emergency, all kinds of stuff. Thousands of linemen in Florida. What, you got a couple of dozen in Puerto Rico? I mean, what's the deal? Listen, why is the federal no government... Problem. Listen, I have no problem And And why, Julio, if your mother's home has lost electricity, why do you think that it's some sort of leftist plot to try to put solar panels on her house so she doesn't have to depend on a corrupt PREPA? Well, listen, at the end of the day, PREPA has already kind of um, made their own reputation. What we need... And I'm not saying that Puerto Rico shouldn't get billions of dollars in federal funding. They should. But the way that they should do it should be under federal oversight. And I'm a conservative. I'm the last person that would ever suggest that Washington, D.C. should have oversight over local government, because I think the local government always does the job better than a centralized federal government. But the corruption is so rampant in Puerto Rico that it is time for Washington, D.C., to put together a committee of people to come here and oversee the restoration of power services in Puerto Rico. The governor of Puerto Rico lied yesterday. He said that by today, 50% of the island would have service. That's a lie. Yeah. Last week, the government, the uh, Puerto Rico was up to about 42% electric. I think it was more of a, a statement of hope. But Julio, there's a simple solution for this. I mean, uh, Hawaii, before it became a state, was incredibly corrupt. It was it was basically a one company state. It was run by Dole, as I recall, pineapple and whatnot. And it was insanely corrupt. And once Hawaii became a state, or at least this is my recollection from the 50s when it happened, I was a little kid, but but I remember this argument being made. Once it became a state, it was subject to the rule, the, the, the essentially the rule of law in the United States, which punishes corruption pretty severely. Um, why not simply make Puerto Rico a state? You know what? I actually am not necessarily an opponent of that. The only issue is, 
you know, there's a lot of people. You know what's funny? When you talk about people uh, punish conservatives and, and Trump supporters for their nationalism. But then again, Puerto Rico is very nationalistic. Right. People in this country are very proud. But to be Puerto, Puerto Rico Rican, has voted. As I am. They, Puerto Rico has voted two or three times in, in, in my lifetime anyway to become a state. Have they not? Am I misremembering yeah, they this? Have, they have, but then you have to also consider the financial implications. Because, you listen, this falls ultimately on the American taxpayer. And even though my heritage is from Puerto Rico, I have to take consideration for the American taxpayer because I am an, Amer- I am an American. Well, first. I appreciate your concern for, for me, Julio, as a taxpayer. Of course, but, yes, but here's my take on that. First. George W. Bush lied us into a war that in Iraq that's costing us about $2 trillion, lied into, us into a war in Afghanistan that's going to cost us at least a trillion dollars. Well, not Afghanistan, and, but And let's say that the Iraq, most it would cost Iraq. Puerto Rico to become a state, the most it would cost us to wipe out Puerto Rico's debt, clean up the, you know, clean it all. Let's say a hundred billion dollars. You know, yesterday your governor asked for almost a hundred billion dollars. Let's say it's two hundred billion dollars. I think it's more important to clean up Puerto Rico and bring it into the fold of the United States or grant it complete independence, one or the other. Uh, And I think most Puerto Ricans would prefer the former. But uh, I think that's more important than fighting another war in the Middle East. How about you? Of course. I mean, there's no actual export that would come out of Puerto Rico that would actually support it financially. Let's be honest. Sugar cane is not going to cover our debt, and it's not going to cover uh, the, the, the cost of Puerto Rico going forward. A state, statehood would be great. I wouldn't mind being the 51st state, honestly, to be honest with you. But your Republican Party is totally opposed to that because Puerto Rico will be two more Democratic senators, at least one more member, uh, probably two uh, of Not the Democratic it House depends, of Representatives. Man. Listen, if the truth comes out, the, the problem is the Democrats have been lying to the Puerto Ricans, just like they've been lying to the blacks and the Hispanics in the minority cities, in the ghettos, in America for the last 50 years since the Great Society. This is all LBJ's horrific design that we're suffering. So Medicare and Medicaid are lies? The Civil Medicare, Rights Act was a lie? Listen, let me tell you something about it. The Voting Rights Act You're was idle. a lie? People used to live until they were 63, 64 years old, back when they came up with Medicare and back when they came up with Social Security. Now people are living into their late 70s. No, that's it's not true, not Julio. I mean, people are living into their late 70s, but, but the, the li- average lifespan of Americans hasn't changed by more than about two years in at least the last no, 40 years. No, that is a patent lie. It's not. I'm I'm an old guy. I pay attention to this. (laughs) Well, I don't know what you're reading. Maybe you're reading what they want. I'm reading reading the statistics from the CDC. But uh, but in any case, we're we're, I think we're we're, uh, you know, arguing over minutia here. But uh, Julio Rivera, uh, editorial director of Reactionary Times, columnist with Newsmax, right wing news and politics, ReactionaryTimes.com. Oh, yeah, it's Julio is his Twitter handle. Julio, thank you. Thank you so much. And say hi to your mom for us, would you? I will, as always. Thank you. This is the Tom Hartman Program. We'll be back with more of the news of the day and your calls right after this. Welcome back. Malcolm in Park Forest, Illinois. Hey, Malcolm, thanks for listening to WCPT. What's up? How are you doing, Tom? Great. What's on your mind, Malcolm? Uh, you're a friend from Puerto Rico. I've got high blood pressure that's probably up about 10 points, man. Oh, you, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you need guy. to be drinking beet juice, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? I ordered some. It just came uh, yesterday. Oh, that's great. It's good. It's good oh, stuff. Uh, yeah. 
anyway, this guy reminds me of uh, the tales you hear of during slavery times about the house Negro and the field Negro. Yeah. You know, the house Negro lived in the house with Massa and, uh, you know, had all the perks of being in the house. The field, poor field Negroes out there catching hell, picking cotton or, or doing whatever, all the dirty jobs. I remember and, uh, the stories. Always had a snitch among the house Negroes. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, this guy from Puerto Rico reminds me of that type of mentality. There's always those type of people. You had them back during World War II with the Nazis who snitched on their own parents, their own siblings and things, and uh, current favor with the establishment for personal gain. So this guy is touting his own horn, and uh, there's people like him that make it possible to have a Donald Trump in the White House in the first place. There have been brave men, women, and children from Puerto Rico who have fought wars yeah. to disseminate the truth and promote uh, democracy and freedom around the world. And so he is a disgrace to Puerto Rico if he's listening. Yeah. Okay. Malcolm, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with attacking my guests, even the guests that I strongly disagree with, when they're not no, here to defend themselves. Um, so... So I'll just you know, put that on the record. I, I would not characterize Julio that way, but I certainly understand why you would. And, and uh, so I'll just, I'll just leave it at that because you know, Julio is, is not here. But Malcolm, thank well, you. You know, we, we've got to find a way to control people like this. I understand poverty in a, in a poor nation like uh, Puerto Rico. That's what breeds people with his mentality. But well, we have to find ways to work around these people. They're, they're yeah. dangerous. Yeah, well, and it's also a... You know, influence. And yeah, so, I agree, uh, and it's also what I'm breeds. I'm sick and tired of people like that. I'm sick and tired of these people out in Podunk and Cowboy Land who voted for Donald Trump for the very person that's trying to destroy everything that they hold sacred, destroy all of their medical benefits and everything else. So, what we need is some sort of uh, uh, national political action uh, council or committee. Democrats or independents or somebody can put together to educate people politically about what their legislators are doing, how the government works, and how the bills and things that these right-wing uh, 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 totalitarian fascist pass affects people out in Appalachia and, and other parts of the nation. Yeah. These people are ignorant of the truth. That's why they go to the polls and vote for Donald Trump. A lot of them just don't know any better. Yep, amen. And, and number one, this is something Richard Dreyfus is all over. We, you know, we need to be teaching civics in our schools. Number two, they're getting a lot of misinformation from Fox News and right-wing hate radio, and and you know, and they believe this, and and right-wing you know websites. But uh, the, the, the third point that I want to make, Malcolm, apropos of what you just said about the poverty in, in Puerto Rico, is that poverty breeds corruption, right? It, to, the, to the extent that Julio is complaining about corruption in Puerto Rico, I think that you could say that when, when people who are in small positions of power, you know, the guy who, who approves your building permit kind of thing, when, when those people are making so little money that they can't raise their families, then they may be inclined to say, you know, you want that permit? Give me 50 bucks under the table. That's what breeds corruption. And frankly, in my opinion, what the, the Republican efforts to destroy the middle class of America will lead us into a third world country status where corruption once again becomes the norm in the United States. We're seeing this right now at the level of the White House. We're seeing cronies of the president. You know, this guy who's three years as a lawyer, never had a, never been a judge, never even tried a case as a lawyer. 
and Trump wants to give him a job on the federal bench for the rest of his life. He's 33 years old. Why? Because his wife is a friend of Trump. She works in the White House. I mean, this, the, the, the crony capitalism, the, you know, putting the head of a pharmaceutical company, Eli Lilly, in charge of the agency uh, within the federal government that oversees pharmaceutical companies. You know, it's just it's the, the long, long list, right, continues. And, and that kind of poverty I see and the corruption associated with it. I see not only coming to the United States, but having already established itself in the Republican Party and in this and in this Trump White House. Malcolm, I got to move along, but thank you for a thought provoking call. Karen in Rolling Meadows, Illinois. Hey, Karen, what's up? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to uh, express my frustration. I live in uh, the sixth district with Peter Roskam, the rep. Mm-hmm. And every time I call to make a comment to him. The young man who answers the phone is less interested in listening to me than he is in trying to convince me of facts and argue with me. And it's very, very frustrating. Hmm. Is Mr. Roskam a Democrat or a Republican? Oh, he's a Republican. Well, at least they're answering their phone. Republicans 98% of the time. Yeah, but at least he's answering his phone, Karen. I mean, most Republicans these days are not even answering their phones anymore. I know. Sometimes I've called and they said, you know, that it's busy. Yeah. And um, I was glad that I got a phone call. But the last two times, it's been a young man and he's done nothing but argue with me. So I hang up on them. Yeah. Well, I would suggest that you write a letter to one of the local offices of your congressperson in uh, in Illinois there. Karen, I want to get one last call in here. Florence in Rainier, Washington, you wanted to talk about this net neutrality vote at the FCC. We only have about 20 seconds, Florence. Quick one. Uh, yeah, um, the 22nd of November is uh, when it's probably going to go through. So call your representatives um, to stop uh, agit pie to end net neutrality as right. we know it. The FCC also has a website, FCC.org. And I don't know if the comment period has closed or not. I think it may have. But you may be able to interact with the FCC through their website. Yeah, call the representative. Our evolution is saying call your representative uh-huh. today. Okay, if, if our evolution is saying call your representative today, then um, sign me up. Absolutely. Florence, thank you for the heads up. Thank you for the call. Net neutrality is one of the great issues of our time. And plugging into the last two minutes of our show is really giving it short shrift. We'll, we will uh, expand on that as, as we continue through the week. And uh, so anyhow, thanks so much for being with us this week. Uh, as We've said many, many times for the last 14 years, democracy is not a spectator sport. It requires you. So get out there, get active, tag. You're it. we got to make this democracy work. It takes all of us. Thanks so much for being with us today. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.